Take a deep breath. Relax your shoulders. Exhale. Continue breathing as we continue our journey to Chapter 6 of Bhagavad Gita. The Sanskrit name of this chapter is Dhyan Yoga, which translates as practice of meditation. Dhyan means meditation. Yoga means practice. There are four main components in this chapter or the discussions or the dialogue between Lord Krishna and Arjuna for this chapter. The first one is the deeper discussion on karm yoga and karm sannyas. Sannyas means inaction, karm means action. The second part is covering the dhyan or the meditation and its importance. The third one is who is a devotee, a bhagat, and how to tell if someone is a bhagat or a devotee. And the last one is where Arjun asking Krishna, Lord Krishna, what happens if somebody starts a spiritual journey but do not pursue it to the end? So the first one, the deeper discussion on the Karm Yoga and Karm Sanyas, once again, karma yogi is the person who is practitioner or a yogi at the emotional and spiritual level. It's as simple as a person doing their job, doing their worldly obligation with detachment and devotion. When the work is done with devotion, it purifies the mind. It enhances the spiritual, spiritual journey. Karma Yoga is path to self-realization. At the beginning of this journey, a lot of willpower, a lot of effort is required to train the mind, to tame the mind. Mind in this chapter has been compared to a, a flame and when wandering, the wind can control it and make it flickers, but if there is a protective shield around it, similar to the lantern. If you place something around it, the wind cannot impact that flame anymore. And that's what the meditation does. Meditation is that shield that protects the flickering or the flame from the wind. It's very difficult to restrain the mind, yes, but it is not impossible. And that's what has been told again and again in this chapter. With the regular meditation practice, mind can be controlled. The basic technique is one-pointed meditation, usually done in a sitting position or sukhasana on an asana, not diving into those things, with the help of mantra. Mantra is a tool that keep the attention, that keep the mind from wandering. It brings the mind. Mind will wander. That is the nature of the mind. We cannot control that. There is no point in getting frustrated over if you're trying to sit and do the meditation and mind starts wandering, it will do it. It is the nature. It has done that for ages. It has done that before even this birth that we are in, it will do it. And it's okay. That's why the mantra comes in picture, the recitation of mantra. 
repeating the mantra and bringing the mind back to focus, back to that mantra, it's almost kind of like a, putting a saddle on the horse. So mind is the horse, but once tamed, you can actually ride it. And once the mantra and the meditation becomes stronger, then kundalini energy start to flow in the body, around the body freely. Moderation is the key. Important. If you are trying to do the meditation, if you are trying to tame the mind, the moderation is the key. Everything must be maintained in moderation, including food, sleep, work, recreation. We cannot overindulge into things. Trained mind is the best friend. Untrained mind is the worst enemy. And once a person starts practicing meditation, going deeper into their samadhi or sadhana, that's when they start to emerge out as a bhagat or a devotion or a devotee. A person who practices karma yoga with devotion and detachment, they're able to get to some buddhi or the equable mind state with the help of the meditation. And how can you tell if a person is a bhagat or not is simply even in the presence by the way they do their worldly obligations, you'll feel that they are still able to keep themselves detached. They cannot bring, even bring themselves to look upon anyone as enemy. They are integrated into every subconscious around them. They feel the sorrow. They feel the joy as if it's their own. They see the divine in all. That's who a Bhagat is. That's who a devotee is. That is one of the way you can tell the meditation is working. It is working. The detachment, the daily practice of detachment, the daily practice of doing the worldly obligations but not desiring anything out of it is working. Arjuna, still in the battlefield, still having his own questions around what happens next, ask Lord Krishna, what happens to a person who believes in a spiritual goal but not pursue it till end? And Lord Krishna answers his question, saying, it doesn't matter. The spiritual journey, this, the 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 thought of going on a spiritual journey, even that is a good karma in itself that could never be a wasted effort. The person, yes, they did not pursue it till end, so that means they will reborn again. But this time, they will reborn in the household that will help them in their quest where they left off in their previous life. In, the, in this next life, they will feel drawn to the spiritual goal once again. And this time, they will have a head start from the previous journey wherever they left. 
So no matter how small or how big the effort, just the thought of starting this spiritual journey, just the thought of trying to understand who we are, the self-realization, the true self, the thought that seed is good enough in itself, if we can make it till end, if we can be part of that divine, why not? But either way, anything that's promising the calmness, the calm, the detachment, anything that brings the peace, the inner peace, the bliss, why not take that journey? With that thought, thank you.